Yo, guys, welcome to Elevate! Guys, welcome to Elevate! 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 Can you guys come to the fry, please? Can you guys come to the fry, please? Everybody stand up and come to the fry, please. Remix! Come on, guys. All right, I got a verse. David Jr., can you read this verse for me? Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow, for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Exactly, guys. Anytime that we're getting tempted in everything, you know, you just give it on to the Lord. You know, you tell God, be like, God, I need you at this point. I need you at this point. And God's going to deliver you guys. He's going to have breakthrough. He's going to free you guys from breakthrough. God is going to bring you guys to just breakthrough. It's going to be amazing. You know what I mean? And God's just going it, to, it's amazing how God just works with us. For me, even me this week, I was going through something Wednesday. And man, I was just, man, I was just down. And I was just like off, and I was just like, man, I couldn't do anything. But man, right when I read that verse, on right, I was on a bus reading the Bible, and I was just like, man, God, I need you right now. Through the whole day, and I was reading the Bible, I was reading the Bible on the bus, and God was just like, bam, hit me in the James. And man, I was just like, man, God, here, take it all, take it all, God, take it all, take myself, take it all, Lord Jesus, right now. So man, you know, let's get ready for worship and get hyped for the Lord. One, two, one, two. Can y'all hear me out there? Oh, that was so weak. Really, that was weak. Can y'all hear me out there? All right, let's get a little more guitar for me, please. DJ, can I get a little more guitar, please? Here we go. We gotta get. We gotta get crunk. Here we go. Sing a break. And break of day, and hope we rise. We speak your name, we lift our eyes. Tune our hearts to your deep. Where we walk, there you'll be. The fire's in our eyes, our lives are light. The love unchanged is raising out. The streets of gold, forever bright. Your glory's breaking through the
in this place and not enough praise we're serving almighty god okay and the thing about worship you know how powerful it is this time together as a body you have nothing to be ashamed of in here doesn't matter if you sing like american idol or the voice or you can't sing at all there's power when you sing when you open up your mouth and you make a sound and worship there's power and the devil's come to steal Right, he's come to take your voice, he's come to take your praise, he's come to take your worship, but not tonight. Not tonight. Amen. I want everybody here to worship. And we're gonna sing this song, not because I'm telling you, not because there's goosebumps, but because we serve a God who's worthy, because he's here. I believe in my heart, I believe in my heart that God's gonna do a work in some people's hearts today. You're gonna learn to worship, you're going to learn what it's like to seek God, and God's going to come and flood your life. Don't worry about your neighbor. If they don't want to go there, leave them behind. But you come here to worship, amen? So I want everybody right now with all eyes closed and their hands lifted high. God, we serve you. And we sing this song. Keep the drums going. Come on, we ain't slowing down. Come on. God, we serve you. We love you. You're an almighty God. And Lord, I pray that here tonight there will be breakthrough. That God, in our worship, that you will be glorified. God, the chains will be broken off in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, addictions will be broken off because of what you've done on the cross, Jesus. There's victory here tonight. Come on, we have a reason to worship tonight. So we're going to sing that part there forever. Come on, we serve a God who's a forever God. Come on, he's not just here on Friday nights, but he's going to follow you forever. Come on. Come on, sing that out. Forever.
up you will wake us up from the slumber that's around us God that we'll be passionate for you that it wouldn't be goosebumps God but God it'll be the love it'll be a heart turning to you God that drives us into worship whether we feel like it or not God you're worthy of our praise hallelujah Say here inside your presence. Here inside your presence, we're taken by the wonder of you. Here inside your glory, we give our lives for you. See your side. Here inside your presence, taken by the wonder of you. Here inside your glory, we give our lives fully.
generation that fatherless spirit we come against it in Jesus name 
Someone, I just want to pray for some kids in here. Listen very carefully. We come against a fatherless spirit. You have to understand, when we worship God, he's God the Father. Amen? And when I say we come against a fatherless spirit, that means that in our physical life, we have a mother and a father. That's how you guys are here. Right? But not everybody grew up with their dad. And that's a big hole to fill. And it leaves you questioning life. It leaves you experiencing things that you probably shouldn't experience on your own. You need a dad there. And there's some kids in here, there's some youth in here that never had that. And it's not your fault. But there's good news tonight. That our God in heaven, he's a father to the fatherless. He's a father to the fatherless. And so I want to pray for anyone in here. And don't feel ashamed. There's no shame. He's a good God. Amen. If I may, where's Pastor Steve? If I may for this time. If I get some leaders up here at the front, we're going to pray for some students. I feel like God's going to break some things off. Amen. So if we get some leaders, some parents, if I can get Humberto. Yep, there we go. We want to pray for some youth. If I can get some space right here, just if we can stand back. Bear with me, guys. Bear with me. We got some space up here. I want to call up people who right now haven't had their fathers in their life, okay? So we want to pray for you and come, come and cover you with the love of God the Father, all right? He's a good God. So if that's you in this place, all eyes closed, right? In this attitude of worship, amen. If you never had a father with you in your life because your parents were divorced or you never knew him or he passed away when you were young or you know him but he's not really in your life, come on, I want you to step up. I want you to come to this altar. I want to pray for you. We're going to have leaders pray for you. So if that's you, come up right now. No shame across this place. Come on. Come on. Come on up. No shame in this place. God's going to heal your hearts. God's going to cover you with his love. Come on. Come on up. If that's you, don't be shy. Amen. For those who are here. So right now, I just want leaders to come around and lay hands on them and start praying for them. We just come against every lie in Jesus' name. Right now, as we're praying, I want you to think about God the Father and how he loves you and how he's covering you right now. God, we come against all the lies, God, of defeat. We come against the lies, God, that they're not good enough. We come against the lies that it's their fault. We pray right now in Jesus' name, Lord, that you fill them, that you fill them with your spirit, oh God. We come against that fatherless spirit, that spirit that will tell them that they're inadequate. God, that they're not good enough. That's something wrong with them. Right now in Jesus' name. And we speak your life. We speak your love. Come on. 
As we close up this time of worship, just a word of encouragement for everyone who came up here. If I can get you to look up here at the front, I just want to look into your eyes. Amen. I'm so happy that you came here tonight. And God loves you so much. You have no idea much he loves you so much that he sent his son Jesus Christ to die for your sin and I want to leave you with this parable okay the prodigal son right there's a story of two boys and one goes up to the dad and says I want my inheritance and I want it now right kind of have a spoiled attitude as he goes up to the dad and the dad's like, okay, well, this is your inheritance. And he gets a chunk of money, and he goes, he lives it up. It's like he goes to Las Vegas, and he's spending, living the high life. He's there, he's making friends who thinks they're friends, and he's spending all the money. Once all the money's gone, he has nobody. And the Bible says that he was eating the slop, what the pigs eat, all the nasty stuff. And then it hits him, he remembers, like, man, at my dad's house, it was never like this. And you would expect and he's making his way back home. The dad will be upset like, you should have learned. That's not the God we serve. The dad saw his son off in the distance. And when he saw his son, the Bible says that he ran. He ran towards his son. He didn't look at his past dirty. He didn't look at all the mistakes. And I can bet that that kid was probably thinking to himself, coming up like, man, I got to say this. Maybe if I say it like this, he's not going to be so upset. And he's probably thinking of all the things he can say to get right with his dad. And he never would have expected his dad would come and grab him and bear a hug. And I can probably picture the scene where he's kissing him like, he's so excited to see his son. And that's what God the Father is right now. He's so happy that you're here. He's so happy that you're in this place of worship, that he's getting to know you. He loves you so much. And the thing that you get this, you are never alone. Amen. Whenever you feel like, man, I, where's my dad on? Those thoughts come up like I'm insignificant. Something happened. Something's wrong. Remember, there's a God in heaven who loves you. Amen. 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 Come on. Let's worship the Lord. Come on and clap your hands. Come on.
God, I thank you for everyone here, God. Thank you for this moment. Thank you for this time. I pray for that every student that came up, God, that you would bless them, that, God, they'll know here tonight that they're loved by God the Father. God, what an awesome love. We thank you for everyone here, God. We pray that you will continue to have your way in Jesus' name. And everybody said, and everybody said, give the Lord a hand, clap of praise, amen. Reach your neighbor as you make your way back to your seat. It's so good to see everybody here. Elevate. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Elevate. 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 What? 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 God is good. And all the time. Amen. 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 We are here at Elevate. Oh, y'all messing up. See, I left the space there so y'all could do something. So we're here at Elevate. There we go. Every Friday night, 7 p.m. If you're here, amen. Bring a friend next time so we can pack this place out. I want to see each and everybody. You want everybody to bring one friend. Who's going to take me up on that challenge? Who's going to bring one friend next week? Raise your hand. Let's see. Dang, y'all ain't even trying to bring your friends. That's messed up. That's messed up. JoJo, you need to bring a friend, man. <laughs> amen amen so what we have here we have a vision and that's loving god and loving people and how do we love god by worshiping him and obeying his commands and through that we love people and loving people just means to help in times of need and to preach the gospel and then we have a strategy on how we're going to do that and that's going to be connect mentor and send now you may ask how 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 do i do any of this stuff well the connecting is the simple part so we're going to connect you to our life groups. We got the ambassadors. Oh, y'all weak today. Man, wow. That was like just Shamal. Wow. I don't even you know what that was. And then we got the resistance. Should I? What, what do you think, Steve? Should I give the ambassadors another shot? Okay, one, one more time. One more time. We got uh, the ambassadors. Oh, that, that was better. That was better. And then we got the resistance. Okay, okay, it's okay. We're all one body of Christ. <laughs> and then we're going to mentor you in our 101 and 201. So all my 101ers, let me hear you. I heard like three of you. Is that, is that all we got? Is that all we got? Joe B said it was weak, so it was probably weak. So where are my 101ers at? Dang, it's okay. We love you guys. And where are my 201ers at? I'm, I'm super loud on the mic, so I got to do it real quiet-like. And then we're going to send you out to make disciples that make disciples. Now, the next thing we're going to talk about is our Christian clubs. Amen. I think we still got one going strong. We got the Shures one. Is that the only one we got? Is that the only one we got? Lawrence, is that the only one we got, Shures? Shures, amen. Who else wants to start a Christian club that doesn't go to Shures? Raise your hand. Nathan, you better start a Christian club. Who else? Anybody else? Sinners. No, I'm just kidding. So I'm going to give you guys a challenge. Start that Christian club. Sure has got it going strong. Going to go for till Jesus comes back, hopefully. And Nathan's starting the next one, right? All right. Do I have your word, Nathan? Nathan, do I have your word? You're going to start a Christian club? Hopefully. 
Oh, man, that's messed up. That's not a word. That's not a word. But then we have a ultimate goal of 100,000 disciples with 50 in Chicago and 500 churches around the world. If you believe that, let me get an amen. Amen, amen. And then we got our tithes and offerings so if everybody can stand to their feet. Get the blood flowing in this place because y'all seem a little bit dead out here. So we're going to wake you up. Okay, everybody sit down. Oh, everybody stand back up. <laughs> What's a tithe? Who knows? Who knows what a tithe is? Tithe, 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 tithe. I'm going to give it to Josie. What's a tithe? 10% of your total income. Oh, come on. Now, what's the offering? What's the offering? Let's see if Yuli can get it right. Let's see if Yuli can get it. I'm going to give it to Yuli. I don't know if he knows it. Whatever you give after your tithe. Do you, think, do you guys think that's right? Is it right? Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Make some noise for that. Make some noise. They got it right. All right. And then our example today is what is 10% of three hana? Hana. Three hana. What's 10% of three hana? Who knows? Is it 30 hana? What is, what is, wait. Oh, yeah. What's 10% of three hana? What you got? 30. Is it 30? Is it 30? What? What does that even say? <laughs> Churdy schmackaroos. All right. Well, give it up for Joe B. Amen. <laughs> All right. Let's bow our heads and pray. God, we come in your mighty name and we thank you for this time, Lord. We thank you for the offering and we thank you for the missions funds and everything that's going to build your kingdom, God. And I pray that you will bless it, God. I pray that more people would uh, find it in their hearts to donate, God, and it wouldn't just be out of self-righteousness or because they can give so much money, God, but it would be to advance your kingdom, God. That even if it would start here and elevate, that we would blow it up and people would wonder what's going on. It would be out of the generous heart that we have to see people's lives change for the gospel. And then it's in your mighty name that we pray this, Lord. And everybody said, amen. All right, elevate, elevate. How's everybody doing today? How many, how many people got the sniffles in here? Let's keep it real. How many people are sick today, right? You feeling it? I know we got some, we got some leaders that are feeling it. I'm feeling it, man. It's like my whole, this side of the face is just gone. Like, it's out of here, you know? This side is okay, so hanging in there. So it's like, like yo, what's up? And then this was like, no. No. So it's like two-faced right now, you know? But uh, I definitely want to come up here and pray for the, pray against these sicknesses. And not only that, but all the devastation that's going on in Florida and Haiti with this hurricane. How many know what I'm talking about? Right? How many, how many people have family in Florida? Right? I have some family in Florida. How many people have family in Haiti? Nobody, right? You do? We got one person. How many people wish they had family in Haiti? Right? I wish I'd go on for a vacation. I don't know. Who knows? You know what I mean? 
But uh, we definitely want to come up here. We want to pray real fast. I want to see if I can get somebody out there who's a Jesus freak prayer warrior to pray about these things. All right. Doom, 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 Come here, dude. There it is. Give it up for Eric. Let's do it. Come here, Eric. So Eric's going to pray, obviously, for these sicknesses, right? And, uh, and for all the things that are going on in, uh, in Florida and in Haiti. All righty? I'm brainstorming right now. Close your eyes, bow your heads. <laughs> Father God, we come to you today, here all gathered around at Elevate, here to get closer to you, God, to get closer to the cross that your one and only son died for us, Lord. I ask that you please protect everybody that is going through this devastation, Florida, Haiti, the Bahamas, everywhere, everywhere. I ask that you please give them hope, Lord, because as long as you're alive and you are alive, Jesus is not dead. He resurrected three days after, and everything will be okay because there is healing and there is always you to come to, Lord. Anything bad that the devil tries to come to destroy, there is always Jesus to come to, Lord. Lord, you, I ask that you please protect them and that you give hope to the families that have lost loved ones, Lord. We're all here. I know you're there, Lord. Wherever there's evil, there's light, Lord, that you give off. And I ask that you please help everybody that has sicknesses, whether it be here in Elevate or everywhere in the world, Lord, from deadly sicknesses like cancer or or even things like just the cold, Lord. I ask that you please heal them, Lord, that you give them that you give them joy in their life, Lord, because the devil comes, but you're stronger. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. Come on. Give it up for Eric. Thanks for coming up here, man. Give it up for Jesus, amen. God is good, man. Right now at this point, man, or at this time, I should say, we want to give it up, man, to a dude that is, I look at him and he makes me laugh, man. He's an awesome man of God. He's reliable. And uh, I'm looking forward for him to bring the word today, man, in fire. Amen. And I want us to give it up for one and only Joe B. Come on. What up, guys? What up, guys? So, uh. I'm really excited to see you guys. I'm in the sound booth. I only see the back of your heads, so it's cool to see the front of your heads again. Beautiful faces, foreheads, God's image, yes. So I just want to pray real quick uh, for the message and uh, pray, you know, that God has his way, okay? Lord God, I pray, Jesus, for uh, these people here, Lord, all the youth, God, the leaders, Lord. I pray, Jesus, for every one of them, Lord. Uh, you see them as individuals, Lord. You don't see them as uh, statistics, Lord. You don't see them as, uh, as what the world sees them, God. But you see them as uh, children, Lord. Some that are lost sheep that need a shepherd. Some, Lord, that are, uh, that are, that are your children, God, that need, that need you every day in their lives. And they know that, God. I pray, Lord, that you would speak in their hearts, God. You would speak in their mind, Jesus. That you would uh, convict them of anything they need to be convicted of. Any hidden sin, uh, any fear, Lord. I pray, Jesus, that you would cast it out. And in your name, God, I pray, Lord. Amen. All right, guys, so 
It's the heroes of the faith. Give it up for my man Lawrence real quick. Look at this. This is dope, though, right? This is dope. Lawrence in the back today. That's dope. He's skilled. He's skilled with that stuff. So we're in Hebrews uh, 11, 30, uh, 32 to 34, and I want to read that real quick. Uh, if you can cancel out the slide real quick. The slide, my good friend. I mean, the background, yes. Yeah, there you go. You know me. Uh, 32. Right, I'll just read it from right here. It says, what more shall I say? This is uh, the author of Hebrews speaking. He's saying, I do not have time to tell about Gideon, Barak, Samson, and Jephthah, about David and Samuel and the prophets, which we're about to be getting into. I'm speaking about Gideon today, but in the following weeks, we're going to be speaking about Barak, Samson, Jephthah. I don't even know who Jephthah is. I'm super excited for that. I don't know. Who knows who Jephthah is? I, nobody. But, oh, you do. Okay. Praise the Lord. We got Carmen over there. She, she knows it. She's on it. Who through faith conquered kingdoms, administrated justice, and gained what was promised. Who shut the mouths of lions, quenched the fury, the fury of the flames, and escaped the edges of the sword. Whose weakness was turned to strength, and who became powerful in battle, and rooted foreign armies. That's, that's pretty legit, man. You know, like, I, I give it up to myself that I got out of bed in the morning, you know, put on my shoes, and I, I went to work, right? But these guys, they're doing crazy things. But we all want to do crazy things for the Lord, right? Amen, amen. So with that being said, uh, I want to tell you guys the sermon title that I have is it's The Faith to Fight, okay? The Faith to Fight. And it's basically the story about Gideon, uh, the beginning of his life, uh, and also, it's, it's about Judges as well, the book of Judges, which actually takes place after the death of Moses. Everybody remembers Moses, right? We learned about Moses. Carmen preached that. She preached it with the fire, you know what I'm saying? And this was a time where Joshua had died as well. And guess what? Israel had no leaders. They have no one, you know? Nowadays, man, because, you know, Hillary and, Cl Hillary and Trump, we might be like, hey, no leaders. That's what's up. You know, I wouldn't mind that today. But no, it was crazy. They did whatever they saw fit. Some of you guys would be like, hey, I would like that too, man. I would like to just, you know, go out and rob some people or whatever, do whatever I want, you know, steal some candy. I see you, Nathan. You're the type to steal some candy. Just kidding. I love you. But uh, they were not having fun. You know, they were being oppressed by other nations, the nation of uh, the Midianites, which is like some Old Testament nation uh, in the Middle East. And they started to worship uh, other gods. Gods, uh, when the Bible talks about gods, it's not speaking about actual gods like Zeus or whatever. It's speaking about people that make stuff up. They put a, a statue and they start praying to the statue. It's like if uh, my man uh, TJ right here took his PS4 and he's like, praise the God of entertainment. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> like forever he his blessings flow or something like that. That's what they were doing, but like to weird idols, you know, like, like golden calves or whatever. So... God, in this time, he raises up uh, certain people. These people are called judges, and the judges are there to instruct people and to guide people in the ways of the Lord, right? Kind of like uh, just little pastors of these places or whatever. They're not exactly kings because most of them weren't fit to be kings. They had a lot of messed up stuff in their life, and uh, God was working through them, but they didn't want to be kings, and God didn't want them to be kings either. So saying that, here comes Gideon. All right, and the story of Gideon, uh, the Midianites, like I said, they're oppressing the people, they're taking their land, they're doing all these things. They need someone to uh, protect them. They needed someone to rise up, and that's what I'm. That's where Gideon comes in, my man Gideon. Uh, now, Gideon, he was uh, 
he claimed that he was weak, okay? I want to start that off. He claimed he was weak, and he claimed he was not only weak, but he was from the weakest clan, and he was the weakest person in that clan. Uh, and if you could put up the verses right there, Judges 6, 13 through 16. Yeah, so right here, dude, Jesus, uh, he sends an angel, right? An angel or a messenger uh, to speak to him, right? And that brings me to my first point I want to tell you guys, because he said he was weak, and uh, he said that he couldn't, you know, do what the Lord wanted him to do. But God greets him with this, right? He sends an angel to greet him with this. Uh, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior, right? The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. That right there is pretty powerful. That spoke to me. Uh, that, that God would send someone to tell uh, a guy who's just, you know, he's, he's doing some kind of yarn work or whatever. He's not, you know, he's probably like, you ever, you ever heard of Steve Urkel? He's probably some Steve Urkel type dude from the, with a, fan, a family that's kind of like the Flander family from Simpsons or whatever. You know, he's breathing through an inhaler. He's allergic to the grass, allergic to air or something. You know, he's, he's like that kind of weak guy. That's what, that's what he's building him up to, to be. And the Lord says, I am with you, mighty warrior. Now that brings me to this. That the Lord sees you as he made you, okay? Not as the world has shaped you. You have to really get that through your mind because the world says a lot of things about you. If you're short, man, you're probably, uh, you're probably weak. You're probably uh, not authoritative, uh, authoritative. You're not that type of person. If you're tall, you're probably slow. If you're, uh, if you're ugly, you won't make it nowhere. That, this is the things they put on you. They probably try to put this on us. You know, if, if you come from this certain neighborhood... Nothing good's going to come from that neighborhood. Jesus came from a neighborhood just like that, and they told him the same exact thing. They, call, they called him a bastard child. They said, you have no father. You know, that, these are the things that Jesus dealt with as well. But, you see, you have to have confidence in the Lord that he, uh, he sees you as he made you. And you're, he's going to, uh, if you are obedient to him, right, you'll start to see that as well. You'll start to take that shape. But, you know, Gideon, claiming to be weak, uh, uh, he he did two things, okay. He uh, he doubted not, uh, he doubted the Lord first, right? And we do that a lot. We see uh, in our in our, uh, in our neighborhoods, you know, what's really messed up. And I, I want to read that real quick. Uh, it's okay, right? Yeah. So he doubts the Lord. He doubts the Lord when he comes to him, and he says, "But good." He says, "But sir, if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us?" We've all said that, right? If the Lord is with me, why is all this stuff happening? Why does it feel like I'm in some tornado like uh, Wendy from uh, Wizard of Oz or something? And why has all this happened to us? We're all his wonders that our fathers told us about when they said, did not the Lord bring us out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and put us into the hands of the Midian, a hand of Midian. So Gideon doubts that the Lord is even with him. We've all done that. We've all been like, man, dude, you know Gosh, man, uh, my girl just cheated on me. Man, uh, I failed this test. My parents just divorced. You know, uh, man, everyone's picking on me. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm gaining weight. I'm doing this, man. You know, like, and it's a lot of things we do, a lot of things we see. But then we also put it on other people like, man, dude, sure's messed up. Man, Foreman messed up. Man, they got all these ghetto girls, man, all these ghetto guys, man. They're all selling drugs, man. They just sold cocaine in my chorus class and sniffed it right there. That actually happened to me. I saw that. I was, like, freaking out. But that's the type of stuff we see. And you know what we do? We're like, dang, where's God? If God's so good, where is God in this situation, right? 
So, man, I love, I love what the angel of the Lord says, man. Uh, <laughs> he says, long story short, he's like, I'm sending you. He says, I, you know, if you, if you believe this, I am sending you. Uh, basically saying, man, yeah, it's messed up. I'm, I want you to fix it, and I'm going to use you to do that. But then right after that, Gideon no longer starts doubting, you know, God. He starts got, doubting himself. And he's like, man, but Lord, pardon me, man. I'm excuse, like, rebuking, like rebuking God himself, like, man, excuse me, God. Do you not know me? Do you not know I can't lift? Do you not know I am weak? Do you not know I can't run? Do you know, like, just saying, I am weak, and my clan is one of the weakest clans. I'm looked down upon even in my clan. You know, that type of stuff. So he starts doubting God. He starts doubting himself. And, dude, that, that's not, that, that, that's, that's what a lot of us go through. I remember uh, just when I was young, you know what I'm saying? People said I couldn't make it to the NBA. I'm not in the NBA, but guess what? I could have. Nate Robinson. They, a, lot of, a lot of people wanted to doubt me because of my height and stuff like that. But you know what? Here's, here's the thing. Don't doubt God. And don't doubt how he made you. You get what I'm saying? Uh, like I go, I'm going to go back to the first point that the Lord sees you as he made you, not as the world uh, around you has shaped you. Always remember that, you know? Always remember that. And uh, if you can uh, go to now the next scripture. And can you, can you flip it along? Like, yeah, you, yeah. All right, so right here. Next point I want to get along to you guys is you guys are on a mission, okay? Not some Kim, Kim Possible mission or whatever, but a mission from the Lord. And when you are on a mission, you sometimes have to do the mission afraid. You guys get that? You guys ever been afraid? Yeah, it's a, it's a common, it's a common uh, thing. Uh, Steve, the other week, man, uh, he talked about how fear is, uh, I forgot it was good, though. Right? It was, <laughs> what was it, Steve? Steve? What was it? <laughs> I forgot, man. It was so good, though. What was it? False evidence appearing as real. That's good, dude. That's good, man. Forgive me, Lord, please. <laughs> so, false evidence appearing as real. That, that's real good. But everyone has felt that. Everyone has felt that. Whether we got, like, some tests, whether, you know, or some serious thing. Like, we've done something wrong. We stole from something. We have to man up to something, right? We have to now, uh, or woman up to something. We have to come up to something and face it, a problem, an obstacle that think, that we think seems bigger than ourselves, and we think is bigger than God. That's what really fear comes into, and Gideon was afraid. Now, Gideon, uh, at that time, after, you know, uh, the Lord came to him, he, he began to believe in God. And he said, you know, God is the God of peace, right? So he, he's saved, right? He believes in God. And now that night, right, the night of his salvation, basically, he says salvation means to be saved from sin and uh, taken away from the devil's clutches. I just want to explain that to you guys. So the night of his salvation, uh, he puts him on a mission. And he says, can we go to that scripture? That same night. Uh, the Lord said to him, take the second bull from your father's herd, the one that uh, seven years old. Tear down your father's altar to bow and cut down the Asherah pole beside it. Then build a proper kind of altar to the Lord your God on top of this height. So that might sound like gibberish to you guys. You're like, altar? Uh, all right. So 
let me, let me try to explain it to you guys. So, like I said, they were worshiping other gods, and they were putting it at like an altar, like kind of like this, you know what I'm saying? This is what an altar is. So they were putting like, uh, let's say, some golden little uh, pole or whatever with some goddess. This was the goddess, uh, the Asherah was the goddess of their, uh, their something, whatever, some stupid stuff that they worshiped. You know, the thing is, the Lord did not like it. So it's a, uh, a pole, and they start worshiping it, going to the altar. But the crazy thing is, it's actually his father's altar that is there. So God is basically telling him to break your father's stuff because it's disobeying me and put now something, uh, make an altar now for them to worship me, right? So it's like, imagine this altar, it's all, has graffiti on it or whatever, then you got some like crazy Kanye magazine right here, or a Kanye uh, cutout board, right? And everyone's worshiping Kanye like they do in his concerts. And then you got the graffiti here, and he's saying, Gideon, break the Kanye cutboard, just straight break that thing, replace the whole altar, put an altar for all of the Israelites to worship me. So that's basically what he's saying to do. And you know what? Gideon's like, all right, you know, this, that same night, you know, he's like, okay, okay, I will do it. So the thing is, you expect him to do it right away. Since God tells you to do something, you should do it right away. But no, get this, he does not do it right away. If we can get to uh, uh, the same scripture, yeah. So right here, using the wood of the Asherah pole that you cut out, yeah, right, we got there. So Gideon took 10 of his servants, right? So he took 10 of his guys. He was afraid to do it alone. They didn't want to do it alone. And sometimes, you know, Bring some people, bring some brothers. So, and did as the Lord told him. But because he was afraid of his family and the townspeople, he did it at night rather than the daytime. Gideon did it afraid. Gideon did it afraid. That's something that we have to understand that, listen, we're not always going to be the bravest people. We're not always going to be those people that are like, man, dude, I'm like, I'm like Mario, Link, and all these type of heroes. I'm like, man, dude, I swear I'm like Master Chief on some days. You know, we're not going to be like that. Sometimes we're going to be almost, almost like, you know, that, that hero that comes out of, the, the, out of nowhere that's raised up. Everyone seen the Hercules movie? I don't know. This might be a little too old for you guys. Hercules, man, he was weak as heck. You know what I'm saying? He still had the strength, but he got built up, right? But he had to do a lot of the stuff he did uh as a weak person, right? So the Lord, uh, the Lord was just uh, telling me, man, to uh, to do things afraid in my life as well. I remember when I when I when I got saved, I gave my life to Jesus. Uh, I was afraid to tell my friends and my family the gospel, right? I was afraid. I was like, man, dude, what if they say something like that 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 might like break my faith or something? Like, why is why is dog spelled backwards? God, you know, some crazy stuff like that, or you know, like some crazy things like aliens. Or I don't know, man. You know, I was I was nervous. You know, I was a new believer and I was scared. So I remember just evangelizing for the first time. I was in a Wicker Park. How many people have been to Wicker Park? It's crazy over there. You know, I love the Wicker Park people. It's crazy over there. You know, they don't, they don't want to hear too much about Jesus. And, uh, you know, I remember I was scared, dude. I was like, man, what if some dude just comes out of nowhere and stabs me and says, in the name of Allah, I'll be killed or something. You know, no offense to, you know, I'm not saying all Muslims are radical, but I'm saying to the ones over there. And, you know, or man, some, some, like, some guy who just, I offense, started screaming at me, right? screaming at me at the top of his lungs like I was honestly thinking that was going to happen and it might happen you know that's not saying that it won't but I did it afraid and 
that's not to boast in myself, man, because, I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty, that's honestly pretty silly, right? That you're telling people about the way of salvation, right? Now, just picture this, right? People are running off a cliff, right? And then at the bottom of this cliff, there's fire, right? People are running to this cliff, and they're running full speed, man. There's like Usain Bolt down this thing, right? But then all of a sudden, you turn around, you're like, dang, it's kind of hot over there. I don't want to go over there. And then you realize, dang, everyone's running over there. I mean, it would only be logical to not tell people, yo, turn around, you're going to die. It would just be logical. It's like, it's like, yeah, do it, you know? But I was afraid, man. God forgives me, man. God gave me strength. And he could do the same thing for you guys. That's something I want you guys to realize, that even though Gideon was afraid, he still did it. Gideon still had the idea that he was weak. It's not like all of a sudden he's like, like swole as heck, like he took some spinach, and he's like, yo, what's good, G? I'm here to break this altar, yo. No, nah, he didn't run up on them like that. No, he did that night scared. He had probably like all his servants like, hey, man, the coast is clear. So they're probably peeping around walls and stuff. But he still did it. He was still faithful to the Lord. He was still obedient to the Lord, even though he was afraid. We can do the same thing. Now, I want to I wanna also go to this scripture. I thought it was kind of funny. I want to mention it real quick. 632, we got that? So because Gideon broke down Baal's altar, they gave him the name Jerob Baal that day, saying, "Let Baal, uh, which means let Baal contend with him. So basically, man, they gave him a nickname to make fun of him. But before that, they wanted to kill him. But his father, who he destroyed his altar, defended him, which is awesome. But they gave him a nickname and started making fun of him. This is what the Bible calls persecution. This is something that we actually will go through as you preach the gospel, as you live a life. You'll be persecuted by people. People will say, man, look at that church kid. Look at this virgin. And then they'll call you a female dog. Y'all know what that means. They'll call you that. They'll call you a bunch of things. And... Listen, they might want to hurt you in some places. But this is it. God still will protect you. He was not hurt. Sure, man, his feelings might have got hurt. You know, he was like, man, that's not my name. Shut up. Stop, you know. He was probably chilling in his house. His dad's like, hey, get out of here, man. I don't care. That's my son. He's like chilling in the corner like, man, that's not my name. Shut up. I'm, I'm Gideon. Shut up. And, and but... <laughs> He still took it, you know what I'm saying? He still took it. As, as weak as he claimed to be, he still took it. And that brings us to, to, my next, uh, to my next point, right? And everyone got that point, right? You're on a mission, all right? The mission starts as soon as you believe in Jesus. You're on a mission, and sometimes you got to do it afraid. Make disciples. Jesus says, "Go and make the, uh, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. He's saying, go, man, go into your schools. You think Foreman sucks so bad? Go to Foreman, right? You think Lakeview sucks so bad? Go to Lakeview. If you think Shurs is, is filled with so many people that need Jesus, go to Shurs, MLA. If you think your area is so messed up, your neighbor is so messed up, guess what? God's sending you then. If you have some kind of thought like, man, this is kind of wrong, dude. That dude just jumped like three kids. I just stood there and watched. Maybe I videotaped half of it. Listen, you're the problem now. Repent. Go to your neighborhood. Change it. Go to your school. Change it. 
Which brings me to that next point. And I, I want to mention real quick, in these transitions, Gideon was saved, right? He, he did that uh, after he was saved. And now it says, in the, uh, I didn't put it there, and you don't need, we don't need to turn to that. But it says, the Spirit of God came upon him, and he blew on the trumpets and summoned all the Amorites, which were basically like, you know, his, his homies. He summoned all of them. But the Spirit came upon him, right? When you face your fear and you trust in God, oh, best believe the Spirit's going to come upon you. Best believe you're going to feel this boldness. You're going to feel this power. You're going to feel this, what God calls the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which is something that is actually going to enable you to do the stuff that God wants you to do. It's going to enable you to now go to your schools, preach the gospel. Man, stop those fights, man. Maybe take a, uh, a couple of licks from one kid, you know what I'm saying? Maybe take a, a kick in the face for one kid, man, to actually love people, right? Because that's a, that's a problem for some of us, including myself sometimes. You know, a lot of people are like, man, dude, Jesus is awesome. All I do is got to love people, love him, and I'm good. Man, but I'm going to be real with you. A lot, of, a lot of us don't do that half the time. We don't know what that entails. We don't know what actually loving people more than ourselves actually entails. You know, if I was getting beat up by three kids or if I was, you know, some, uh, some girl who was pregnant, I'm not. I'm a man. I know that now, okay? I, I've been knowing that. Not now. Been knowing that. But... You know, I, I'm some girl that was pregnant. You know, I would, I would what? I would be like Jesus to them. I would love them, right, as I would love myself. Because that is what God said to do. That is what God said to do. And that brings me uh, to my third point. That's something, this is something that Gideon realized. No matter what, it's not for your glory. It's not for your personal growth, even though it comes with that. It's all for the glory of God. All for the glory of God, no matter what you do. You're a student. It's for the glory of God. You're, you know, you're just a, a lowly Christian club. It's for the glory of, God, the glory of God. You know, you're just some 12-year-old, right? It's for, you know, you're, you're playing basketball or whatever. It's for the glory of God. You know, you're just some dude who makes memes, right, for a spare time. Do something else. But it's for the glory of God. Honestly, you have to realize that. And that's what Gideon realized. So uh, go to the next scripture, Judges 7-2. All right, just to paint a quick uh, picture of what's going on here. So Gideon was there as also to defeat the Midianites, right? So he destroyed an altar. God's like, all right, we're going to the next level. You're going to get an army. You already called the, Amor uh, the Amorites. He's like, you're going to get an army, and you're not going to defeat the Midianites. You know, basically, man, you get this crew, we're going to defeat that crew, man. That kind of stuff, man. Blood versus Crips. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> but but that's what's going down. But dude, like <laughs> Midianites are deep, bro. It's they're super deep. They're like a pack of wolves up in this, and you got like, you know, some lion cubs or something. You know, you're there, you're like, ah, you know, you ever seen Lion King where he tries to roar at the hyenas, he's like, ah, you know, and then the wolves are like, you know, they're like sal salivating over themselves. And and he's looking at it, he's like, dang, they look like a He's far away, right? He's probably again across a river. He's looking at him. He's like, man, they look like a locust. They look like a bunch of locusts. You know? Like, they look like, that's exactly what he says. He looks like, man, they look too huge, man. He's probably pacing back and forth like, man, God, I got only like 20,000. They got like 500,000, man. Oh, I'm a, you know, he's still the same Gideon. He still thinks of himself as weak, not fit to lead, not fit to do anything good. And he's still the same person. So God, who... 
uh, when he called him, said, do it in your strength. See, he's still afraid. He's still afraid. And God's saying, you have to still do it in your strength because then I will provide for you in your weakness. So he's looking at him and he's scared. He's scared. And then not only that, but then God tells him this. He says, "Lord said to, uh, the Lord said to Gideon, you have too many men. I cannot deliver Midian into their hands or Israel will boast against me. My own strength has saved me. You see, he, God did not want Israelite, the Israelites to say, I saved myself. I saved myself. I did this. We did this. Not God. We did this. Now, when it says you have too many people, I cannot. God's not saying I can't do it like it's impossible. No. See, God, what God's trying to say is I don't need the 10,000. The 10,000 needs me. He doesn't need the 10,000. The 10,000 needs me. God doesn't care about numbers. He doesn't care about accolades. He doesn't care about what kind of gifts you got. Hey, I'm a smooth talker, Jesus. Like you fill in your resume like, hey, Jesus, okay, so this is who I am. You know, uh, I'm a smooth talker, you know. I, I'm pretty good at speaking. Uh, you know, I'm tall. I'm kind of handsome. People like me. Uh, you know, I'm popular, dude. You know, this is who I am, Jesus. You know, you're blessed, God. You know, no. <laughs> no, that's not how we come to God, and that's not how God uses us. So Gideon hears this. He starts freaking out even more, and, you know, he, he, he just, he's freaking out. He's like, God, I can't do this. Lord, I can't do this. How am I supposed to, <laughs> how am I supposed to do this? You know, but long story short, God lowers it to 600 people, 600 against like 100,000, something like that. And then you know what? God says there's still too many people. So then he says, have them drink by the river. When I was reading this, I didn't understand this until, uh, until the next passage I'm going to bring up. So they go to the river, and he's like, have them drink. Some people, they go to the river, and they drink like this. This is normal, right? This is what we would do. We don't know what's in this, this river, right? But then some people straight savages you. They're like, <laughs> right? God's like, give me the people that are drinking like savages. And I was like, God, what's the point of this, man? <laughs> God, are you, are you being silly right now? Are you joking around? Like, but then I realized uh, when, I was, when I was studying, if you can go to the next passage, they were fools. They were, they were kind of stupid. They were, they were kind of like Gideon. They drank from like the, the, the river like a dog. You know, some of us walk by like, Tony, cover your eyes. You don't have to see those savages, right? That's what we, that's what we would do. But <laughs> this is what I realized. Gideon was chosen because he was weak. God, God chose him because he was weak. He was weak. You see, Gideon didn't think much of himself. He was pretty humble. And it's almost to a, 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 like it was a sin. He was too humble. But he was humble. He didn't think much of himself, but he thought a lot of God. You see, he had an emptiness, a brokenness to himself. And just like God chose Gideon because he was weak, God chooses us because we are weak. I want to read this. So uh, go to the, the, the Corinthians, 1 Corinthians. This is powerful. I, re I really, this verse hit me because it, it relates to what happened so so much. It says, brothers and sisters, think 
of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. You were kind of stupid. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. You weren't rich. You were kind of poor, kind of, and you weren't that popular. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. He chose the lowly things of the world and despised the, and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one can boast before him. Do God chose people that were like Gideon that said, I am weak, man. I can't speak that right. I talk with a stutter. I'm short. I don't really have much going in my life. You know, the only friend I have, man, is some guy on the internet. I don't even know his name. I think his name is John. I don't know. God, I, I, I can't even speak to people. I get shy. I get nervous. I, I, I close up. I, I come from a poor home. I have, I've had one pair of shoes for the last three years. I, I don't know what to do. I put up this fake. God chooses these people, right? He chooses these people. The despised people, the people that look down upon, the people that are like, man, what is wrong with you? He chooses the single pregnant mom. He chooses the drug dealer. He chooses the person with no future, no hope. Because then guess what? He gives them a hope. He gives them a future. He gives them a purpose. He gives the weak strength. And that is how we have to come to God. We cannot come to God saying, look, I got 10,000 things that are good about me. I think I can do it. No, we got to say, I got one good thing about me, and that's that I'm weak and you are strong. That's what we have to come to the Lord about. And right now, if you're feeling like, man, I'm pretty low, man. He just mentioned me. Well, praise God. You know, I was just some kid who played basketball every day, watched porn every day, and then cursed with my friends. And I was lukewarm with the church we consider backslidden. I was a loser. I was a loser. And this is not just some kind of like hero story like, well, look at him now. He's pretty popular. No. Dude, I had no future, no purpose. I was depressed. I was, I was looking at myself like, man, what am I? I was nervous to tell my friends about the gospel. I believed in a God I didn't even know. I was depressed. I was lost. God said, that's how I want you. I'm going to save you. So... I just want you guys to know that. And those people, they were fools. They were just like that. He's like, they're drinking from the river like fools. Well, God's like, I want them then. I want them. To conclude, so, to conclude I just want to let you guys know that this is something that God spoke to me for you guys. So that we may know that the Lord sees us as he made us, not as the world has shaped us. So that we can know that we are on a mission to preach the gospel, to reach people, to show them love, to be Jesus in your schools. And sometimes we may have to do it afraid. And then I want you to know, after all that, after you've gained confidence, after you, you've preached, after you've done all this, even when you're about to do it, it's all for the glory of God and God alone. If I have Stephanie up. This is something that spoke to me, really, <laughs> like it, it convicted my heart, even now. You may look at uh, Stephanie, me, Steve, all of us, like, man, dude, they're so brave. They're doing it for Jesus. They're all so awesome. You know, look at me. 
Maybe you've been here for only three weeks, and you're like, man, I really don't know what's going on. I'm just, this is new to me, right? I didn't even know I had to preach the gospel. Well, now you know, right? But this is such, this is such encouragement right now because a lot of us are stuck with ourselves, because the world has shaped us to be this specific type of person, right? And we can't break this mold or guess what? We're wrong. If you're a girl, you have to be vain in order to get guys to notice you. You have to be vain in order to be popular. You have to be uh, self-seeking in order to get what you want. If you're a guy, you got to be this type of guy who's like hardcore or cold who hates the world and is like i'm gonna just have sex with every girl i can find or you're you know you're you're supposed to be this uh specific type of way and we're afraid to break that mode and we're afraid to do what god has called us and to 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 be like christ which means which is basically to be christian christian means to be like christ you know, we're supposed to be this type of mode that's like, we're supposed to judge people. We're supposed to look at people like, look at man, she's pregnant at 14. Shame. Oh man, look dude, this guy, this guy's a loser. Shame. Oh, this guy? Oh man, dude, does not act like he doesn't exist. You know, and we're supposed to be like that according to the world. We're supposed to be heartless. We're supposed to say, man, forget everyone else. I'm going to succeed, and everyone is going to fail. But God's saying, no, become weak. Right now, if you're strong, become weak before God. Stop dodging your faults. Stop dodging what's wrong with you, and guess what? Come to God and say, God, I'm weak. God, I'm, I have something evil to me. Take it out. God... I'm this, take it out. I want to call everyone to the altar. That is one, one knows they're on a mission, right? That knows, man, God has sent me. God is doing this in my life. But they're afraid. They're afraid to do what God has called them to do because they don't want to break the mold. They don't want to break themselves. They don't want to get broken. I want to call those people. And then I want to call people that they have idols in their life, right? And they, right now they're hearing this message. They're hearing this message and they're like, well, I'm pretty strong myself. I can't relate to Gideon. If you can't relate to Gideon, you come up here then. Because we should all be able to relate to Gideon. Jesus Christ chose the ones that are weak. If you think you're strong, come up here. If you think you're, you, Jesus chose you because you're popular and you got a good sense of humor, come up, come up here. If you think Jesus chose you because you're, you're pretty and you're nice, come up here. Again, those that are in mission, you're afraid, come up here. Those that think too highly of themselves, that made themselves an idol or set up little idols. I remember I had, I had a little list of idols, man. I mentioned pornography. Some people are dealing with thievery. Some people are dealing with drugs. Some people are dealing with uh, aggression. Some people are dealing with violence. Some people have a bunch of idols. They can fill this whole altar, just like I did. Come down here, break the altars right now. Break the altars in Jesus' name. If you're thinking, well, man, I'm holding on to stuff and I'm kind of afraid to follow Jesus, come up here now. Come up here now. Again, 
I've been there. I, I, I was weak. I still am weak before God. If you forgot that, come up here. If, I, if leaders, if you forgot that you were weak before God, if you think now, oh man, I got it all figured out. You know, I'm, I got a job now. You know, I got, uh, I got, a, I got a, a relationship. You know, I got, I got a lot of things going for me. I'm a strong person. Now come up now. Surrender to God. Become weak. It says in the Bible that he opposes the proud and he favors the humble. Right now, if you're a prideful person, if you think, man, I don't need this. I'm doing everything right before God. Pray, ask God, is that true? Because I'm telling you, I was thinking the same thing when I was writing this message. I'm like, man, this is really going to help the youth. Then I realized, man, it's helping me. I was like, man, I'm strong before God. I'm this, I'm that. God humbled me right there and then. Oh, God. Lord, soften us, God. Soften us, Lord. Can I have leaders come up here and pray? Pray for some of the youth here. Hallelujah, I pray that you give him a heart for his family, God. I pray that you give him a heart for his 
make him a you man, Lord. That his household will have so wisdom, I admit God. that I'm weak without you. I'm weak without you. I pray, Jesus, that he would be a person, I need your strength. I need your strength. Some may be weak. I may be weak. But your spirit strong in me. And my flesh may fail. God, use him where he is weak. My God, you never will. Jesus, surprise Lewis and what you can do in his life. You can make me strong. Jesus, hallelujah. My weakness, you've got my strength. In my weakness, you become my strength. In my weakness, you become my strength. You are my strength. You are my strength. In you I'm made strong. In you I lack nothing. I may be weak. Your spirit strong in me. My flesh may fail. My God, you never will. So I'm running to you. I'm running to you. I'm running to you. Because I need your strength. I admit that I'm weak. So that you can make me strong. I'll admit that I'm weak. So you can make me strong. You are good. You are good. Everybody that's sitting down right now, still in your seats, I want to ask you guys if you guys can stand up. You guys that are praying, you guys can stay praying. You know, we live in a world, man, that everybody's trying to please the next person. You know, we're all concerned about what does she think? What does he think about me? Even in the classroom, it's like the teacher would ask a question. It's like, man, I have the answer, but I'm not going to raise my hand because they may look at me like I'm stupid. I want to say something right now to the teacher. I know this thing. I know the topic that she's talking about, but I'd rather not talk about it 
because of what somebody else may say about me. They may start talking about my clothes. They may call me stupid, whatever it is. And even in the world, God calls us out of the world in a sense to live for him while living in the world. And because we're so concerned about what the world will say to us, and when we say world, we mean everything that's in the world that people believe in. Homosexuality, bad music, everything that defines the world itself, smoking weed, doing drugs, having sex, and some of the things that Joby talked about. And the moment God calls us to live opposite of the world, that is when the fear strikes us and we start looking around and say, man, but if I live for Jesus, my friends are going to talk about me. If I live for Jesus in my home, my mom, who doesn't care, couldn't care less about Jesus, she'll talk about me. My family, they'll talk about me. And we start drawing off this fear because we're trying to please the next person. But see, in this message and with Gideon, he recognized first that he was weak, as Joe B. said. And see, that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing because he recognized, God, apart from you, I can't do nothing. And yes, God, I am weak, and you want me to go against an army. You want me to go against the grain in the world. You want me to raise my hand and say, yes, I'm a Christian in my school. You want me to stand up and say, no, sex out of marriage is wrong. Homosexuality is wrong. Drugs is wrong. These things are wrong. Disrespecting, disrespecting your teacher is wrong. God, you want me to stand up for that, God, but I, I can't, God. I'm scared. And see, at that moment, Gideon knew, God, I need you to do it in me and through me, God. And see, God is not telling you to start standing up on your own initiative. He's not saying to jump out the window and just go kill yourself or just do some ignorant stuff. He's not saying that. What he's saying, come recognize your weakness. Come recognize who you are apart from me and then come to me. So I can equip you to be the person that I know you can be with my help. And these are the people that we're talking to right now. It's all of us in this room, including myself. We are all called to a purpose. We're all called to stand against the culture and to stand against the current in which it's going. To stand in place and say, no, I would not go this way. I'm going this way, the way of Jesus Christ. And that's not an easy way. It's not easy by no means. It's hard. But see, if that's you and you're dealing with this fear, you're afraid. If you're constantly drawing off of how you look in the mirror based on the world and everything else, start looking at Jesus. Start remembering as he was on that cross, beaten, bloodied, slapped in the face, mocked. They cursed at him. They grabbed his clothes and they started uh, uh, playing dice to see who could win his clothes. You talk about humility. You talk about somebody that was talked about, spit on, went through the worst. And yet at that moment where he knew the father was calling him to do the ultimate, he said, God, not my will, but your will be done. And tonight I want to ask you guys and I want to challenge you guys. Whose will are you going to do? Whose purpose are you going to do? Are you going to let your friends send you off? Are you going to worry about what the world is saying all around you? Are you going to say, God, take me as I am and have your way? Because that's what I want to do.
And I encourage you guys to do the same. Amen. If we could all bow our heads and close our eyes. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I thank you for this word, God. I thank you for your purposes, God. And Lord, I pray, God, that in faith, Lord God, we will begin to look at ourselves with eyes of faith, God. That we will look at ourselves, Lord God, the way you look at us, God, according to your word, God. That we will stop drawing off the word of this world, God. That we will stop drawing off the word of the devil, God. But that we will begin to draw off your word, God. And that our confidence will come from you, God. I pray, Lord God, that you would help us, Lord, to do the impossible, God. And that, Lord God, we would not allow of be, uh, being afraid, Lord God, to stand against us. But if anything, Lord God, that we would be fueled by our fear. And that our fear would not be in the face of what we're facing, God, but that our fear would be the fear of facing you and saying, God, I didn't do it because I was afraid. But instead, we would rather say, God, I did it, Lord God. Even though I was afraid, but God, I was fearful more of you, God. And I did it, God, and you did it in me and through me, God. You went before me, God. And in that very hour, you gave me the words to say, God, I pray that you would equip all of us, God. And that we would be raised up, Lord God, as warriors for your army in this world, God. Because you are coming back, Lord God. And you're not coming back to die again, Lord God. You're not coming back, Lord God Almighty, to, to be, to play patty cake with this world. God, you're coming back to judge the world, God. You came the first time to save it. Now you're coming back to judge it, God. Let us be a ready people, God. A people who humble ourselves, God, and say, Lord, send me. Use me, equip me, God. Have your way, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Give us strength. Give us grace, Lord God, in our weakness, Lord God. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody says, amen and amen. Let's give it up to Jesus.